Hello, it's Chapeau Claudette for Life is a Hat Party podcast. This is a very special episode because I am sharing what I would consider some quite radical thoughts. But it's time on the eve of the 50th anniversary where the celebration of humankind to the moon will be acknowledged. I have a few thoughts that I would like to share. And let's start with a piece by Langston Hughes that I will read in its entirety that I did not know in its entirety before. Lancaster Hughes on his racial and ethnic background, I thought it was just called I Am Not Black. But that's the title. It goes on to say, You see, unfortunately, I am not black. There are lots of different kinds of blood in our family. But here in the United States, the word Negro is used to mean anyone who has any Negro blood at all in his veins. In Africa, the word is more pure. It means Negro, therefore black. I am brown. My father was a darker brown. My mother was an olive yellow. On my father's side, the white blood in his family came from a Jewish slave trader in Kentucky, Salis Cushenberry of Clark County, who was his mother's father, and Clay, a distiller of Scottish descent, living in Henry County, who was my father's father. So on my father's side, both male great-grandparents were white. And Sam Clay was said to be a relative of the great statesman, Henry Clay, his contemporary. On my mother's side, I had a paternal great-grandfather named Crawls, Captain Ralph Crawls, who was white and lived in Louisa County, Virginia, before the Civil War, who had several colored children by a colored housekeeper who was his slave. The Quarles traced their ancestry back to Francis Quarles, famous Jacobian poet who wrote A Fest for Worms. On my maternal grandmother's side, there was a French, there was French and Indian blood. My grandmother looked like an Indian with very long black hair. She said she could lay claim to Indian land but that she never wanted the government or anybody else to give her anything. She said there had been a French trader who came down the St. Louis Lawrence, then on foot to the Carolinas and mated with her grandmother, who was a Cherokee. So all her people were free. And... You know, I could draw a parallel uh, story or poem about my family heritage, the one that I know of, 
As you see, I am an African-American, also known as Black. And today, on the eve of the um, launch of an Americans to the Moon, I would like to say a few things. The first thing is that I am not black. The second thing is is that astrology is an outdated calculation. And thirdly, I am grateful for the African dysphoria journey made. I came to this realization that I should be grateful for these disadvantages, for these things that are thought to be conceived as one thing like the color of my skin or that defines my heritage or that astrology is a valid calculation and assessment of someone but I decided that if we are to believe and if we are globally celebrating that we as humankind were able to go to the moon in the time that people of color known at that time as colored or black people were not allowed to share the same bathroom only because of the color of their skin then there must be something wrong because the view from the moon to earth is that pale blue dot a person or being if there is from the moon would not see the colors the different shades of the people, of the inhabitants on earth from the moon. He would have to travel from the moon, he or she, to earth. And after going through all that trouble, probably more trouble (laughs) than we go through to get to the moon, he would see different shades of human beings that look the same and therefore I just want to take this opportunity to say how important something so simple is to me and I'll tell you why because if I had not discovered Katherine Johnson who is known as one of the hidden figures of the NASA um, team 
and the instrumental person for tracking the trajectory of the Apollo 11th um, moon launch that we're celebrating the launch of tomorrow on July the 16th. I would have never felt so passionate about what I could consider some quite extreme ideas. So the first one is, I have a problem with Black Lives Matter. First, because, like I said, I agree with Lancaster Hughes, I am not black. And I am American. The Americans who came to America, not the Americans, not only the American Indian or the indigenous Indians, because I am also a descendant from Native Americans. So I am truly American. And there's a part of me that is grateful for the African dysphoria because if that had not happened, we would not have this quantum leap, this jump of African the motherland as we know from science now to the new found land that Christopher Columbus thought he discovered or perhaps that was rediscovered and so by acknowledging the reality the truths of the American experience. I have come to be so passionate that I've decided to make podcasts about it, that I have also, I can be grateful and rejoice that an American woman who would not be defined by the color of her skin even though everyone else wanted to define her. Even I, the reason I even came to the realization that I needed to speak my version of the truth is because when I looked at all the pictures of Katherine Johnson, she did not look black to me. And I realized that she is called black probably because of legal um, language at the time of slavery, at the time of her birth, and in some cases law, the one-drop rule. The one-drop rule is if you had one drop of African blood or black blood, then you were black. Maybe it was just a financial reason for doing that then they could then have another slave just like that because they were black but the fact is that when I look at Katherine Johnson I see my children and my children who I cross back over the Atlantic are that my family tree cross back over into 
the European continent and eventually into the African continent, my children are not black because I will not be defined by a law based on inequality and slave mentality. And also because it is not true to negate the heritage, the complete heritage of my children, which is German, which is Scottish, and of mine, which is African, which is American, which is Native American, which is a mix of things, which is, let's call it earthling, because that's what a being from the moon would call us, because we all look the same. We don't, some of us don't have three ears. We all have two ears. We all have two eyes. We all have a mouth. We all have ten fingers. We all walk upright. It's just the color of the skin that is different. It's like paint, beautiful paint that you can make a beautiful painting out of. It's all paint. But you get to color and enhance the picture or what you're creating because you have a beautiful palette to choose from. And that's how I see an earthling. And that's how I see Catherine. And so why just call it black? Why just call it white? It is an unfortunate, limited view of the richness of an earthling that is why I have a problem with Black Lives Matter besides the fact that it's stating the bloody obvious second now if you don't know me as aka Claudette I'll briefly tell you it is what's become a very big part of my life It is the observation of where the heavenly bodies actually are in the sky thanks to the work of a physicist who used the calculations, the mathematical calculations from NASA or basically the GPRS to calculate what the... um, sky looked like at a particular time and place from a particular place and at a particular time and with that I can do a um, what they call a natal chart which is from nature natal it is the natural law the interaction of where the heavenly bodies celestial bodies are in relation to to each other and in relationship to earth and the earthlings position on earth you can pinpoint it that much and through this uh, pinpointing and exact math calculations I have been able to observe things that I believe are valid 
observations and that help me and are helping me connect the dots to why I why I why I feel I have been put here or have been born at this time because I won't forget the never-ending question that a child starts to ask and maybe then stops asking and that is why why am I here why this why that I need to know why and with the very fact that my fellow earthling Katherine Johnson was part of a group of people who calculated and made it possible for humankind to travel successfully to the moon based on mathematics, based on the calculation, so that when they calculated how this rocket was going to first escape the earth um, atmosphere and then go into lock into the moon um, atmosphere I can't think of the word now and then be assisted through the gravity of the moon to land there they would have to know where the moon is and this is what I've been talking about for 256 episodes on my podcast, Sky Astrology, Where the Heavenly Bodies Are. Because Western astrology, even some Vedic astrology, it's closer, but it's not exact. They don't use the same calculation. And so as we prepare for a lunar eclipse on the 50th anniversary, that humankind Americans is mostly because I'm American went to the moon or um, launched a mission to the moon and it took 76 hours to get there by the time they arrived at the destination the moon had actually moved position changed position and so at the time of the launch the moon was at about 18 degrees cancer, mathematically. And by the time they arrived in the orbit, that's called, of the moon's orbit, it had moved into uh, Libra, I mean Leo, quite deeply into Leo. And by the time they actually put their foot or stepped on Buzz, um, stepped on to the moon it was actually in Virgo it's quite a lot of degrees and this has to be calculated they had to know that in order to reach the moon's atmosphere they needed to know where the moon was they needed to know that the moon and everybody knows it moves one degree every two hours it moves about 13 and a half degrees a day and they knew it took about three and a half days to get to the moon so they had to calculate that and say okay by the time the moon the the rocket gets in the orbit 
to be able to lock into the orbit of the moon. We need to calculate that the moon is going to be in this area in the sky or in this area in space. And we're using the stars just like people have been for thousands of years as a compass, as a map in the sky so that we can pinpoint the positions and make the right calculations for a successful journey. So, because there's only so much fuel that the rocket can hold. And so this is really important. And I'm proud that a woman, because she is a woman, and because she was considered black, because she had one drop of black, or as they call it, one drop of black paint that she was an integral part of making that happen and for that I am very grateful to know because it also gives validity to sky astrology and how important it is to know facts where things and what things actually are if it's color if it's a number if it's a position. Yeah. And that is the most part why I felt so compelled to do this podcast and to explain myself. But there's another little part that I want to share because it's all happening for me in July. Why July? I'm so happy to have this um, event happening in July because just since last 10 years, July hasn't been a great month for me because the people that I love dearly have all passed away in this month. And recently I found out that another person who was dear to me passed away at the beginning of the month. And this person I thought I had given, I had helped to make their life enjoyable in the tiniest sense. And I know maybe it's silly to think that, but I did. And I want to share with you the fact that this was a young lad that I babysat as a child. He was a mixed race. His father was from Senegal, his mother German. He was about one or two when I started to take care of him. And when we would go to the playground, maybe he was older, maybe he was four or five because he could talk. And when we would go to the playground, it seemed that children were asking him about the color of his skin. And it seemed like he didn't know what to say. And I gave him an answer to give them. And once he had that answer, and it didn't take a long time for somebody else to ask him about the color of his skin, he was so happy and proud to be able to tell them what I had told him. And I thought, oh, he's going to be okay. Because at that time, there were not a lot of children who had his pa- 
paint his color in Germany. This is some 30 years ago. And so I would like to to send him this heartfelt expression of understanding that he decided not to be on this earth some two weeks ago today. And I like to take this opportunity to be grateful for my father who passed away on the 2nd of July last year who had his native last name still meaning not a slave name the name is Ibo and that he knew that his family had come from Nigeria that is not very um, uh, normal for an American of color to know their heritage so I thank you daddy in a few days on the 18th I will be thinking of the love of my life my fiance who passed away some nine years ago who was of British descent a bit of Scottish as well and who was a big thinker and was into interested in quantum physics and interested in all things of outer space and last but not least on the last lunar eclipse last year on the 27th of July I said goodbye to my mother as she left this earth plane and so I will choose to embrace this new information about the achievements of a woman of color of heritage who made it possible for the collective to see the view from the moon of our earth of the pale blue dot and realize that we are seen as one or as a pale blue dot and we are not seen by the color of our skin and this is not a global perspective this is a universal fact thank you so much for listening